Cryptocurrent is happy to announce the Agme Conference. Austin's going to make it. Our inaugural event will celebrate the vibrance of Austin's Web3 ecosystem by featuring a curated slate of panel conversations with the community's subject matter experts, promoting the local culture of innovation and setting a precedent for Web3 event accessibility by providing an in-person event. Join us at the Speakeasy venue on Congress Street for an amazing experience filled with networking, marketing, receive alpha, and enjoy the happy hour party to bring it all home. For more information, go to agmicon.com. That's A-G-M-I-C-O-N.com. Please get your tickets and we look forward to seeing you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest all the way out in Las Vegas working on a really cool project with full disclosure. I am working with Buddy Dow, which is working to be the first guarantee-based DeFi lending platform. Jack Kelleher, how are you doing today? Richard, thanks for having me this morning. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, I'm excited to break this down a little bit more. When I first learned about this project, I was like, this sounds really, really cool. And I see all the different use cases for it. But before we dive into all of that, first, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Keep us some background on yourself. Oh boy, background. I bring 35 years of, of experience in executive management and operational and entrepreneurial background. Yeah. What does that mean? Number one, it means I'm old. And number two, it means I've seen it all. What I mean by I've seen it all, I've seen three or four different cycles in, in my career. Expansions and contractions and booms and busts. I started my career back in the early 80s uh, in San Francisco. at an investment bank out there that brought a lot of technology companies public, Hamburg Inquist. And a lot of the companies that we brought public back then were the Apples and the Microsofts and the um, Intels of the world. They're all common names now, but at the time, they were all cutting edge, bleeding edge. And, and what do you learn from a site like that? You have expansion, you have contraction, you have winners, you have losers. And, and then, you know, you know fat ass work, it came the dot-com era. I've, I've seen that also. And what came of the dot-com era? A lot of the stuff that's commonplace today, but there were winners, there were losers. You know, fast forward, you know, part of my career, I spent, I spent at Bloomberg in, in New York. We had, we had five operating units reporting up through our management team. We owned all the algorithms, the smart order of the routers, all of the uh, matching engines, all the, um, for all the asset classes, all the trading technology. So by the asset classes, I mean, Equities, U.S. equities, global equities, FX, fixed income, options, futures, all the platforms. And something that I learned is that crypto was just another asset class. And this is going back, you know, six, seven years. You know, you, you know it, it's just another asset class with a different underlying technology. And it's kind of funny, you know, as people look at, at the crypto space now, underlying technology being the blockchain, it's looked at almost mutually exclusively but that you have crypto. You have the coins, you have the assets and the tradable assets, but then you have the underlying technology, which is the blockchain. And for a long time, blockchain was 
And this, this is just the you know, way that I looked at it. At the beginning, it was a solution looking for a problem. And you know, as it started to find the problem and there were real applications and huge investments started to go into it from both VCs and the banks, you know, it became, you know, it, it started to build out. You know, where we are now is the next generation of that. We're, we're going through the Web3. We're going through the DeFi, which is real life application of the technology, of the ability to do everything. It's really an exciting spot. And that's what kind of brings us to Buddy down right now. I've, I've seen it all. <laughs> yeah, it's really helpful to really see like how that journey has evolved over time and how you're able to take all of those real life experiences and tie them and bring them into what's happening in current day. And this is a really unique opportunity in the crypto blockchain space as it is still nascent. It's starting to mature and you see the unique opportunity. So with the experience that you had, you know, working in traditional finance with Bloomberg and everything else, seeing how this is now translating over onto a blockchain and crypto, it kind of led to where you've come today with BuddyDAO. So explain what is BuddyDAO and what ultimately did you identify as a challenge that BuddyDAO is now going and solving? Well, first of all, we move into Web3. And if you want to give me a baseball analogy, we're still in the first inning of a nine inning game, maybe even the top of the first. You know, we're barely scratched the surface. You know, one of the other things I, I've learned from being in traditional finance and having my background there, but I moved into the crypto space is that, again, my opinion, I firmly believe that all of the disciplines that have been proven out and developed and used in traditional finance over the years. It is going to be directly transposed into DeFi in the future. And there's nothing more fundamental in the traditional finance world than somebody who's going to you know, give a, who's going to co-sign a loan for somebody. A DeFi, it's a non-collateralized lending protocol, and it brings borrowers and guarantors and lenders together quickly and very efficiently on one platform or on the protocol. It's fully transparent and everything is on-chain. We think of it as relationship-based underwriting. Again, nothing more fundamental than you know, loans you know, you know, going out through somebody who's back the loans. In the traditional finance world, it would be called a cosigner. In the DeFi world, we call it a guarantor. Here at BuddyDAO, we just call it a buddy. You bring a buddy to the table. And it's pretty simple. If you think about how the system works, how the workflow would work, you have a borrower, you have a lender, you have a guarantor, and in the middle would be sitting the protocol. Borrower doesn't have any collateral. Very, very common. And if you think about what the addressable market is globally, the people who are unbanked or underserved, enormous. Think about Southeast Asia. Think about Malaysia. Think about the Philippines. Think about South America. Think about Africa. It, it's an enormous market. But the borrower to borrow money doesn't have any collateral or wants to borrow crypto in this case. We have a lender. The borrower goes to, to a guarantor. The guarantor is somebody who is going to, um, the, the borrower is, is leveraging off-chain relationship for an on-chain you know, lending usage. You know, it helps to predict the borrower's credit, credit within this also. If the borrower goes, goes to the guarantor, the guarantor will, in, into the protocol, will pledge crypto assets and get back from the protocol a stable line of credit. They will then share that line of credit with the borrower. You know, what are the benefits? It mitigates the risk because you know the person who you're, you're borrowing from or who's backing it, it's, it's co-signing alone. And at the same time, as we begin to build out the protocol, we do internal credit profiling. We don't pull somebody's credit from the past because that's not the way that we want it to work. Because you know, all we care about is the, the social credit score 
within BuddyDAO. We keep on-chain data and we continuously analyze each borrower. The goal is, at some point, is for that borrower to be self-sufficient, have high enough social score to be able to go in without having to have a guarantor to go with it. The benefits of the guarantor and the lender, again, the guarantor uh, pledges their crypto assets. Uh, they get back a stable line of credit. They share the stable line of credit. The borrower gets back stable coins. The lender will, will get a note token and will put into the protocol uh, a stable BUSD in this particular case. And you know the benefits of the lender, it's a fixed stable return. There's a low risk structure that goes with it, backed by the guarantor. You know, they get a three to five percent return on their, their money, really low risk, and they get a mining reward that goes with it. You know, when we have a mining module that becomes uh, enabled in in um, you know, which is on our roadmap in version two, uh, the benefit for the um, the guarantor is you know they're earning a twelve to fourteen percent, you know, because there is some more risk in, in, in all of it. Uh, there's a mining reward that goes with it. There are other players that have gotten into this space, you know, who are doing uncollateralized loans, and they all have enormous uh, market sizes. Goldfinch, Maple, Teller, TrueFi. Goldfinch, you know, goes after the institutional borrowers as TrueFi. We have Teller who goes after individual borrowers. Our differentiating feature is clearly that we bring the guarantor to the table. We bring that co-signer to the table. Even enough to think that there's not going to be defaults. Of course, there is. You know, the typical default rate in, in, in any lending uh, platform is three to five percent. Now we think that we mitigate that risk because the counterparty, you know, in this particular case, is the guarantor. You're, you're bringing a friend to the table. You know, it's not like you're you're just taking a loan from something. You're you're bringing a friend to the table. They already have a pretty good idea what your credit worthiness is before you even do that. So we think that we mitigate that counterparty risk, you know, very well. And then, you know, as we, we you know build out the protocol and we do that social credit score, that it, it mitigates the risk. In the case that we do have a bad actor that would not, you know, that defaults on a loan, we're, we're going to airdrop a bad you know, credit token, you know, from the borrower right into the um, from the uh, guarantor right into the borrower. I guess you know that would be. Um, a sole bound token, you know, based on the sole bound, uh, sole token standards, it would be displayed in OpenSea's wallet, and it's it's visible for everybody to see. So we, we think that it's as fundamental as can be. You know, the the protocol sits in the middle. You know, as we build it out, but it, it's as basic as can be, Richard. Yeah, thanks for breaking all that down. I'll try to like bring it all back. So for all those who are listening, you didn't get to see Jack's like visual with what he did on screen, but I'll try to like describe it to you. So the way that you can kind of visualize it is basically at the top of the triangle. Think of your lender. The left of the triangle, you have the guarantor. To the right of the triangle, you have the borrower. So you put all these together in the middle, and that is the protocol which makes up BuddyDAO. And so what's unique to BuddyDAO compared to some of these others, you bring your buddy with you, you bring your guarantor, who's going to help co-sign this loan, which I understand how that works. When I was first getting my first line of credit, I had to have my father help me with getting my first line of credit. So being able to have someone that can come and, and validate and say like, hey, I'm good for this particular loan and knowing that they're you know going to have a path to making money with that, having your lender make money as well. And for your person who's doing the borrowing in the first place, it now allows them a path to be able to participate in overall for the BuddyDAO protocol to mitigate the risk, as you were saying. So it kind of completes the triangle. It's a way that can mitigate a lot of the challenges that we've seen that other protocols have done with over lending and not having enough reserves to really 
solidify the the value that is within each of these protocols. Obviously, there's Celsius is an example. You're starting to see this happen at a couple of other institutions, and it looks like that y'all have been very thoughtful in how you go and approach these different things. Now, for everyone that's coming in, like one of the first things that might come up when they think about this is, okay, well, if I have to bring a guarantor with me, what if I don't specifically know one? Is there an open market where I can potentially find a guarantor that will um, work with me? Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all of the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join Cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. In version two, yeah, we, we want to be able to develop an app. We'll have a menu of, uh, you know, guarantors, menu of, of links that go with, with it that you can go, uh, somebody can see your profile is and the guarantor can stop, the guarantor can, you know, step to the plate and uh, you know, back your loan. Got it. Okay, that's cool. And then the other part of it too with the, the soulbound token, I think it's a unique approach to, for those who don't know what a soulbound token is, imagine basically being given an NFT that can't be removed. So it basically is following that wallet address to identify like, hey, there's some sketchy stuff that's been happening here. Watch out for this particular address. So with putting these kind of things in place, how are people starting to receive the the concept of the security and, and the unique approach of Buddy Dow compared to, like you said, some of those other investment vehicles that are out there. There's a lot of obvious use cases and benefits to these DeFi lending protocols, but we also have seen the extreme other side of when it goes very wrong. So how are you helping to build confidence into people coming back into DeFi and being able to do this kind of uncollateralized lending? Yeah, again, you know, the, the most important part of that, Richard, is you're not going to eliminate the risk the fact that you can make everybody comfortable that you're mitigating the risk as much as possible, you know, with, with the soul bound token, you know, bringing a buddy, you know, this relationship type of banking, you know, creating the credit score that goes with it. And you know, we, we think all of that you know, mitigates the risk to a point where everybody feels pretty comfortable with it. Awesome. Let's talk about that a little bit more. So the thing that's unique, there hasn't really been a credit line or a way to like building a DeFi lending type of credit score, right? The way that you're able to see like who are potential good borrowers or people that you would want to give these, you would lend to and people who would potentially default to not have any type of indication of how that would play out. But it was helping to create that. How useful do you think that type of tool will be? And how do you think it potentially can be replicated into the future? Oh, it, it's, it's hugely useful. Again, you know, the whole idea is to be able to get a borrower to a point where they don't need the guarantor that goes with it, that they can go in uh, because they've already built a credit score from themselves or a social credit score, let's call it, that they've already built their own, uh, their credit to be able to go in and to be able to go into the protocol and the protocol recognizes that. 
and to be able to create that a lender will step to the plate and, and, and you make the loan to them. That's the whole idea behind it. It is to open it up to everybody who can get these loans and, uh, you know, who, who normally doesn't have access to it. And by providing this access, it brings more people to the table and gives them a way to participate in a lot of different opportunities that are out in this crypto space. So someone's listening to this right now. They're like, okay, look, I've been looking for a DeFi protocol that I think can allow me access to funds that I typically wouldn't have access to. I know someone who's willing to vouch for me to help me get me up and running on my feet. What are the first steps look like for being able to come on BuddyDAO and using this particular protocol? You know, every, everybody wanted the protocol, uh, you know, basically for lack of a better term, sign up, you know, pledge their assets, you know, bring the, bring the buddy to the table, uh, you know, validate, verify the loan is as quick as can be. The idea, make it as simple as possible. And, and the protocol and the platform is simple, simple as the whole idea is fundamental. Right. Keeping it simple helps for mass adoption, helps for people to come on and immediately start to use it. So for all of those who are listening and this sounds really interesting, go check out BuddyDAO. That's B-U-D-D-Y-D-A-O dot I-O. And once you're on there, you're able to sign up, see the process to get this going. Seems really interesting. But what are other ways, Jack, that people can go and learn more about all the things that BuddyDAO has going on? Go to our website, BuddyDAO.io. Go to our Telegram group. We have 100,000 people in our Telegram group. Yeah. So you have the website, Telegram, you're constantly sending updates and making sure that people are up to date and, and participating. Correct. As, as well as our Twitter account. Excellent. Well, Jack, appreciate all the information. Always like to wrap up with a fun few questions. The first being, you know, you have years of experience through both bull and bear cycles, innovations happening and people having to adjust to change with 2022 being a big year for change in a lot of different ways, whether no matter what industry you're kind of in, we're starting to see a lot of change occur in a lot of different ways. If you could go impart one or two pieces of wisdom to yourself back when you were just stepping into the world and having to experience all of these things, what is some wisdom you would impart to yourself? Well, first of all, you have to be flexible. You have to have vision. You know, as, as you become an entrepreneur or as you get into any business, when you have an idea, you know, have conviction, you know, with that idea, you know, make decisions, make them data-driven decisions. If you're going to build a product, you're going to you know, move something forward, you know, test something in the marketplace. I have this, this uh, theory, if you've ever seen the movie, you know, Field of Dreams, the underlying theme of it is if you build it, they will come. But you know what? You can have the greatest idea in the world. If somebody else doesn't you know, believe that it's, it's a great idea, they're not going to buy it. You can have the greatest idea in the world. Somebody might agree with you but customers may not pay for it. So, you know, go into the marketplace and you know, make sure that there's a market for what you're trying to do and then surround yourself with people and people who are smarter than yourself and, and trust them. Put a plan together and a solid plan, put it together. And that plan is only as good as the first day that you roll the plan out. Then it becomes a tactical plan. And then you have to be smart enough to recognize what's going on in the real world. It's, uh, you have to be nimble enough to make changes in the plan. And then execute, 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 period. Awesome. I think that's a really good gem. Really, really, really good. Everyone go back and listen to that a couple of times. It's a great reminder that you have to be flexible. You have to be able to pivot. You got to have just and surround yourself with 
people who can constantly be both challenging you, but also be pointing you in the right direction and helping you to find that North Star to help you move forward to that conviction. And you have to, you, know, you have to listen to the, what the market is telling you. Definitely. So keep your ears open and don't get so laser focused that you lose sight of what everyone around you is trying to inform you on. So Jack, I appreciate all the information. What is the final thought that you want to leave with everyone here today? The, the final thought is, is interested in the DeFi world. I think I said it before. We're in the first inning of a nine inning game. I think that's been proven out and used in traditional finance. It's going to be transposed in, into DeFi and the Web3. It, it's going to be there. The winner, there's going to be losers. There's going to be first to the market. Uh, there's going to be expansion. You know, you know, we happen to believe that it's, it's, it's an enormous market. You know, we've done our, our due diligence on everything. And uh, we just look forward to doing what I do best and not just executing the hell out of this thing. No doubt. And looking forward to seeing where Buddy Dow goes and you executing on that plan and, and being a part of the Buddy Dow journey. So again, Jack, thank you so much for spending the time. Thank you for sharing all the information. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Cassius Octavius 15. I had an awesome experience as a guest on the show and Richard is a wonderful guy. Well organized. Great content. I highly recommend the show. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of CryptoCurrent. Just one quick reminder. CryptoCurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the CryptoCurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.